Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Welcome to the Tuesday Night Wrestling Inc. podcast after WWE NXT. Uh, I am Alfred Cunnawa, joined by your returning champion. Uh, she just came back from a very well-deserved break. Her name is Issa, the New York Demon Demon herself. How are you tonight, Issa? I'm doing great. I, I, I didn't watch wrestling for like two weeks, so it was actually a lot of fun to watch it again with a clear mind and not any wrestling exhaustion. Yeah, I'm doing great. Just had a lot of fun in Mexico, so. And what are your overall thoughts of the show tonight? I had a lot of fun watching the show. I thought it was booked perfectly. Uh, there was th- there was a couple of title matches. There was great promos. There was a, a lot of fun backstage and outside of the arena segments. I am in love with Hit Row already. I think they're my favorite <laughs> thing in NXT. I mean, I know we'll cover it, but overall, I thought it was a very solid show. And... I have to say, this is the first time that I pay attention to the picture in picture because there was so many good mm-hmm. matches that I didn't want to miss a moment. I never really pay attention to it, but tonight I could not take my eyes off of it. And they did a good job with that picture in picture as far as keeping you around the TV. We'll get into that, I'm sure, in the main event. But yeah, I thought it was an overall fun show, very solid show. Um, I liked uh, some of the progression that they had and uh, some of the conclusions that we saw tonight. A couple of angles seemed like they're wrapped up and they're ready to move forward. Uh, but we'll get into that. But first, before we get into the show, I just wanted to get into a couple of news items. Uh, first off, Humberto Carrillo, I'm sure this was discussed on the Raw podcast from last night, took a very nasty bump, and a lot of people were concerned. Uh, the match, the way it went down in terms of the finish, uh, was actually not planned. Uh, Sheamus was supposed to go over, but they had to stop the match because Humberto Carrillo appeared to have suffered an injury uh, doing that sunset flip uh, to the outside. But he is okay. It has been updated that he's fine. He uh, is not going to need any surgery or anything like that. He's not expected to miss time. And he even updated people on social media saying that uh, this is the first time that he is, hasn't finished a match in his whole career. So uh, what were your thoughts? Did you get to see that bump, uh, uh, Issa? It was a pretty ugly bump from Humberto uh, Carrillo. So I didn't watch Raw, but I did see the uh, GIF all over social media and a couple of like clips. Um, I, I mean, it looked bad. I, I am not like a big fan of his, but I was concerned. You never want to see anybody get injured. And you know, the one thing that he does have is when putting on a match, he always puts on really good matches. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, I'm just glad that he's okay and that, you know, nothing major happened because it really, really looked like, could have been ugly yeah yeah and uh, uh really good that he was so like well recovered uh, in such short time because when i saw that live that first thing that came into my mind was that's legit six month injury like this could be long term this guy and i felt so bad for him because he's gotten himself in great shape i think he's and been he very just good got on back mic. on tv he just got, like he was sitting backstage yeah. like and he's been great so uh, i think just in his role yeah. Yeah, yeah, his role in that, like, he he's shows a lot of fire uh, as a babyface. This is what I really like about uh, Humberto. And I thought that just as he was getting this opportunity that he they were just going to take it away in terms of him being hurt, that would have really been terrible. I know, I know, because, you know, so many people are always ready for that possible big push and an injury can just change the course of so many things. I mean, I go back to Mustafa Ali and, and that injury that created Kofi Mania, which is, such a good memory, but you always go back and wonder, damn, that really sucked for Ali. What could have happened, you know? Um, so, yeah, you never want to see an injury when somebody's finally getting a little bit of a of a push again. And he's fighting Sheamus, who I think is one of the few good things going on in Monday Night Raw right now. So, you know, I, I like the feud, and I'm glad he's okay. 
Yeah, they're actually protecting that championship, the United States title. I mean, he's going out there and defending it. He's talking about being champion. Uh, I really like it. And somebody else that the people that love, uh, they love you. He's a Brett Murphy, $2 Super Chat. Isa, welcome back. Uh, where the hell is Glenn Chu, LOL? Well, Glenn <laughs> is in parts unknown tonight. Uh, he'll be joining us next week. So let's get into this uh, NXT show. Isa, you said uh, that you really enjoyed it. It started off right into the wrestling. They had Karrion Cross going one-on-one against Austin Theory. Uh, this match was much more competitive than I expected it to be. Karrion yes. Cross sold a whole bunch. Uh, at one point, they're outside of the ring. Uh, uh, Austin Theory runs Karrion Cross's head into the plexiglass. And Austin Theory has this match won by countout. I don't know how else to put it. Austin Theory's in the ring. The referee gets to nine. Austin Theory breaks the count. Puts Karrion Cross back in the ring. Uh, that's when Karrion finally makes his comeback. Uh, he hits a couple of really nice-looking Saito suplexes, and then he chokes out um, uh, his opponent, Austin Theory, for the win. What did you think about this match, Issa? I thought it was a solid match. Austin Theory looks so great, and Karrion Cross did such a good job selling that. There's um there's a thing in wrestling when when you have a really good champion that you stand behind, and the matches might become predictable. Like you know, this champion is going to win, but it doesn't mean that the match has to be boring. This was an example of that. And on top of that, there was a couple of times that I was like, no, this is not how Karrion Cross loses because I really <laughs> did think that he was going to lose. Austin Theory like really pulled it off, and I and I gotta tell you, he's in my eyes, right, my opinion, he has been taking a little bit of a backseat to Johnny Gargano, and you kind of forget how good he really is in the ring. So it was just fun to see that again, and it was just fun to see Johnny Gargano. Like, I didn't used to be a fan of his, but this turn and the way and everything that he's doing right now, I'm a huge fan of. So he completely turned me around, and I and I, and I love seeing his little, you know, coachy moments with Austin Theory at ringside. It was it was overall a lot of fun. Uh, props to Karrion Cross for selling the way that he sold, because I really yeah. thought a couple of times that, 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 that Austin Theory had the match won. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was a, actually a really good match in terms of them working together and uh, a lot better than I thought it would be on paper. And I actually expected it to be very quick. Um, I think maybe it should have been a little quicker just to build up Karrion Cross because you're right. He has kind of taken a backseat. And ever since he won the title, I mean, I was really into him at the time that he won that title. But ever since then, he's kind of cooled off. They haven't featured him in matches as much, not like even in enhancement matches. He's just had promos and he's been really a fish out of water, like used outside of his element. So right. when he was coming back to this match and he was going to wrestle again, especially against a guy like Austin Theory, who I think is talented, but he kind of plays the oath in this storyline. I thought he was just going to completely destroy Austin Theory. Right. But we did get a good match. I will say it was a pretty good match. I, I did enjoy it, but I, I thought that uh, it should have been more important to make Karrion Cross look stronger. because um, I think that because we're running back Finn Balor and on Cross. If you have on Cross just destroy somebody that's similar size to Finn Balor, then it really sure. takes away the competitiveness of, you know, he put away these guys that are the same size as Finn Balor, even though we know they can put on an amazing match because they already done it. But if you build this next match that way, it takes away a little bit of credibility from Finn Balor if he's just coming out and destroying guys his size in five minutes. So that's what, why maybe I think they made it a little bit more competitive. Yeah, no, and I can see that, uh, as, especially because, you know, WWE, I mean, sometimes to their detriment, they really want people to learn their style, their playbook. So even if a guy like Karrion Cross, who, I mean, you know, he's built on mystique and being invincible, a guy like that, you'll see that they're going to try to work on making him sell more and, you know, working longer for matches. But yeah. uh, at least, you know, he can go to the point where it doesn't look like he's being exposed or anything like that. You know, at least when he does go longer in these matches, you can get something that's uh, actually a pretty quality match between him and Austin. In theory and yes you mentioned Finn Balor that after the match uh Finn Balor just appeared out of nowhere behind Karrion Cross. he manifested <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's the direction we're going are you excited about uh Finn Balor Karrion Cross too I am I I thought their match was one of my favorites out of those two nights takeovers they put on a better match than what I anticipated I thought it was gonna be a good match do not get me wrong but it was so much better and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it. I will put it on my top three matches for those two nights. And probably second after the women's match, even before that, um, the non-section match that they had, because I, it was more my style, right? So there, there's a thing in NXT that they do the feuds, and sometimes they do two, three matches, but it never feels overdone. And I feel that way here. Like, I, I wasn't mad when I saw Finn Balor popped up and I'm not mad to see them go at it again. Did they announce that for 
in your house or is it coming up? I believe it's on a TV show in two weeks. That's what I thought. Yeah. See, that's that's the one thing that I that I can respect to is that you're not running it on a pay-per-view. We're just going to... Because they're booking a lot of title matches on this Tuesday night NXT. It's like, it makes the show so much better. So you're not... That's not going to be his first real title defense at his first NXT. I don't want it to be Finn Balor. But for a TV show on a Tuesday night, yes, I'll take Finn Balor and carry on Cross any freaking week. Why not? Hundred thousand percent. I love. Very well put. Uh, a lot of positive feedback for this show. We got Hayward Jablomi for one ninety nine saying that he thought the show was pretty good. That's <laughs> fun was. to say. Hayward Jablomi. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great show. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez for nine ninety nine front of the show. Uh, this is the second week in a row I've gotten enjoyment out of what Karrion Cross is doing. He's starting to show some character instead of yes. being mid-2000s muscular guy number and then just like a random number. Right. Up. Well, that's very, very interesting. I, I like that uh, you're enjoying that. I will say that I don't know if I completely disagree with that, to be honest. I do like the fact that they're adding layers to this character. I will argue, though, that this Karrion Cross character is built on this air of mystique where it's about that entrance and about uh, uh, Scarlet and all this stuff about uh, what's around him rather than what he's saying or doing. And right. the more he talks, the more he dresses like a normal person, the more he sells in a wrestling match, the more he reminds me of a human being. You know what I mean? Right. Again, the technical wrestling from what I saw on the ring, you know, it, it was not bad. I didn't think it was a bad match. or I don't think he can't work or anything like that. Right. It's just that for me to be most invested in this character, I think it would help if they do uh, more with less, if he's not talking every week or if he's just acting like less of a human being uh, on a weekly basis. I see what you're saying and I can respect that. See, to me, the mistake from comes all from Scarlett. I don't, I don't see that from him. Like, yeah. but, but they go hand in hand. I don't feel like you could take away Scarlett and people will be invested in him. Like it will still be a little bit of a hit and miss. So yeah, I am glad that he's starting to build more character. But I go back to him choking out Tommaso Ciampa when we first saw him at that NXT, yeah. remember? And he's like, okay, that dude was badass. Mm -hmm. I want to see a little bit more of that as well. Exactly, yeah. Very, yeah. very good analogy. Uh, Stephen Markukli. Mar uh, I hope I got that right. Is that what it is? This is Mark I think that's what he said. Another eye in there. <laughs> Uh, given his star potential, would you be okay with Cross being booked to win Royal Rumble, going on to WrestleMania, beating Reigns or Lashley? I will say, I do love how much fantasy booking goes on with <laughs> Karrion Cross. That shows you that people are really invested in him long term. Hey, he's like one of Vince's guys. He he yeah. looks like somebody that Vince would like to call up to the main roster. I don't see him beating Reigns quite yet, but this is, I mean, we're talking January, right? We have months to build this sure. character if he wins the Rumble. Um, you know, I, I, I can see him being either a contender for winning it or having a really good show and go back to NXT because a lot of times they like to tease him in a Royal Rumble first and then they'll really bring them up. Right. I mean, we'll see, but let's see what they do with him because, I mean, I like what's going on in NXT right now. And I said this multiple times here. I don't want anybody to get called up because sometimes they have no clue what to do with them. And it's just like, why then? Why? Right. It's such a cohesive unit in NXT where yeah. there are these storylines going on that you see people in it one week to the next. And, you know, if they were to get called up, they would just, you know, disappear yeah. from television for weeks on end for no reason in the middle exactly. of a storyline. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, this is a fun opening match. It's good, uh, nice change of pace to just have it open with a match. NXT has been doing that a lot lately, actually, is where they just open the show with a match. I, I really like that formula. And having the champion start the show, that's like, and that's why the show tonight felt like it started and they put their foot on the gas and they never let go because you started with your champion and you ended up with that amazing two out of three, you know, falls match. Like, and then you had the women's match in the middle. This show never stop tonight yeah listen i book it like that every week and and you're doing something right it's a great sign that we're like a month into these tuesday wednesday night shows and nxt or aew they could have taken their foot off the gas pedal and been like okay we're not going up against anybody head to head we don't right. have people's attention but they're still very much booking this show like it was a big show going up against aew dynamite because i still feel like they have an audience to still gain i feel like both both shows could still bring more numbers than what they're bringing and they're fighting for that even though they're not on the same night that's exactly why you don't want to take your foot off the gas because if aw is putting 
1.2 and NXT is pulling 800,000, guess what? There's more people tuning in on Wednesdays that should be tuning in on Tuesdays as well. So keep putting on shows like that. And that's how NXT became what it became. Remember when nobody knew what NXT was and then it became like a little bit of a secret within wrestling fans where you were like, you gotta watch NXT and then it blew up. Yeah. It, could, it could become the next the next huge thing on Tuesdays and pull up the same numbers that AEW is pulling or even Raw because this was better than Raw has been in weeks, in my opinion. 100%. And I think a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people are clearly agreeing, uh, myself included, uh, in the Super Chats and, and elsewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. We get into the next match. It's MSK going up against Breezango. They have a good match, okay? Well, they have the match. And MSK is one of the best tag teams. They're quickly become my favorite thing in NXT. And I like yeah. the match. It was a good match. But this match has to be talked about for a one particular spot where they're doing the gimmick where one guy is down, gets down the floor, jumps over, and they're going back and forth with Tyler Breeze. And I believe it's uh, not Nash Carter, but Wes. Uh, and so they're going back and forth. Then the referee, uh, Daryl Sharma, jumps over and leapfrogs uh, Tyler Breeze uh, into a drop kick. Uh, and it was a very, very great spot to see. It was one of those spots that like kind of instantly went viral where the wrestlers were tweeting about it and uh, a lot of people talking about it. I thought this was an incredible, fantastic spot, best spot of the show. And it might be the best spot for weeks in terms of this referee out of nowhere, just leaping over Tyler Breeze <laughs> like a pro. Because this used to be a former wrestler. What did you think about this spot? It this was spot? so funny. And I had to do like a double take. Like I was like, did I, did I, wait, what just happened? You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, I'm laughing, I'm going... I immediately, you know, something's good when you immediately open your phone and you have to go on Twitter because I was like, everybody has to be talking about this spot right now. It was epic. It was, it, yeah, you're right. I saw the wrestlers like tweeting about everybody was tweeting about that spot. And I was actually watching it with my mom because I'm visiting my sister. And, and my mom was just like, she got a, such a good laugh out of it in, in like a good way. Like she was like, what was that? And she couldn't wait for them to rerun it. So yeah, it was, it was, it was actually, I don't like, I love when you bring in something that you never, that you don't see often or yes. you've never seen before. And that was, that was the case here. Yeah, WWE in general, they never do things like that with the referees, especially in yeah. modern day WWE, like the last 10, 15 years. They don't involve referees into the matches to that degree where they're going to even do a spot or get physical at all. I know. Uh, you know, if a referee gets involved, it's like a bump. So to see something like that, you're right, uh, that you never really see it was just such a surprise. And I think that kind of helped it because I thought it was yeah. funny. The crowd, the live crowd was chanting, that was awesome, as opposed yeah. to like, a piped in chant. Like, I thought this was such a funny moment. And like, oh, it, it was. There's something about the the wrestling, the way that they have it set up in NXT with the real fans plus the screens. Yeah. I wish that eventually we can do something like that with the Thunderdome. If they're not planning on traveling, maybe open it up to some local people that could come in. Because even though it's a smaller crowd, it does make a difference. And I love how they popped for that moment. And listen, outside of the moment, which I we could talk about all night probably, but <laughs> they are two such good likable teams that you know you're just gonna have fun when you see them come in i will always be a fan of brisango i love those two guys and they're so much fun to watch and msk like you said also becoming one of my favorite things actually everybody's becoming my favorite thing in nxt that's how good nxt is right now but i really like them and i just became familiar with them recently when i started watching nxt once I, I, you know, I found out I was going to be covering it on Tuesday and I cannot get enough of them. Like I have gone back to watch some of their older stuff and, and all that. So I really like them. It's two, two fun teams, amazing match, but that spot. Yeah. We're going to be talking about that one in the future. Yeah, that's going to be a very gifable spot. You go go yes. watch it. I just love, he was so ready for it, too. He clapped his hands and got like a real worker. <laughs> got right into it. It was perfectly timed. I loved it. You will be hyped, too, and you know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, man, so this is fun. So after this match, a kind of uh, telling thing that happened where uh, Breezango uh, insisted on shaking their hands, which is fine. Nothing happened, but kind of tells you that they might be turning heel later on down the line. I, right. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of hints of little things here and there where you were like, are they doing this or are they not doing that tonight? That was one of them. There was another one later on with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly where it wasn't really like I'm with you, but I'm not against you kind of thing. Like I love when they throw those little hints in there because you know this is going somewhere later on. 
Right. Now, before this match, and we're going to get more into it later, but before this match, Leon Ruff stormed into William Regal's office, and William Regal said he refuses to clear him to wrestle for that night. Leon Ruff just, you know, lost his mind, uh, screaming at William Regal, saying he insists on wrestling, but William says no, kicks him out. Very heated segment, uh, but we'll get on to it uh, later on to the show. And this is another thing I just really love about uh, what NXT is doing uh, with their kind of intertwining, intertwining storylines, okay? Yes. Just remember that. Yes, agreed. Um, after the match, uh, we got a pretty funny segment with uh, Johnny Gargano where he storms into Regal's office. He's not happy that he's going to have to fight Bronson oh Reed. Uh, he goes to throw a temper tantrum and he goes for William Regal's famous brass knucks, which William Regal has on like a platform in his office yeah. on his desk. And William Regal's like, don't you dare touch it. And so then he just takes a pencil and snaps it in half and storms off. Very funny stuff from Johnny. Oh my God. I got such a good chuckle out of that segment. Just the way that he was like, you don't respect me as a champion. And Regal just treated him like a child. He's like, well, you got your own headband. It looks great, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And then when he grabbed the pencil and just like broke it with his leg and I was like, as somebody that tends to throw tantrums here or there myself, exposing myself here. I love that because I was like, that is, uh, grown people do act that way sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love I, a good tantrum too, for sure. I know. And I'm telling you, this jo this Johnny Gargano is just so refreshing to see. And, and you know that he's fun in the ring, but I wanted to see more of this, right? Yeah. And I'm just having so much fun watching him. And that was, that whole segment was perfection between the two of them. They played it off so well. Yeah, that was very funny. You brought the uh, headband. He said it like it was a child, but he's like, and marketing got you your own headband. <laughs> I know. And he was like, which looked great. And then Gargano was like, I know. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so good. He's so good. I'm so I'm so happy that he did this whole character change. And because I was enjoying him in the ring, but there was something missing for me to really get invested in him. And now I really love him. Very, very, very funny. Uh, Jenny Tyler asks, any chance that Mike shows up at TakeOver? I know what you're trying to do there, Jenny. I'm not going to say the rest of the word, but thank you for the $1.99. I appreciate it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you think this is my first audio, Jenny? Oh, $2.99 is no. that next Super Chat. <laughs> uh, a guy named Mike. She's interested. There's a local wrestler named Mike, and she's wondering about him showing up at NXT TakeOver. I have no answer for that. Um, my <laughs> uh, I love this. Uh, let's see this off topic. Favorite comment of the night, Roman Reigns, when the WB posted an IG pic of Cesaro as universal champion. Take this garbage down. I love that. I Oh, my God. It was so funny because I think I commented on that picture too. I was like, delete this, please. And then it was like somebody just said, do you see what Roman actually commented? I I love when they use their social media to like expand their storylines and character. And I'm not going to get mad at Roman for still being the tribal chief and want to get acknowledged even on Instagram. We waited long enough to have him on Instagram. So I'm glad he's having fun there. Oh, really? He hasn't been on Instagram for... Oh, that no, no, no. He didn't, he didn't have an Instagram for a while. I think it was okay. when... I don't know if it was when he was gone, like, in 2020 when he actually came up with it or the leukemia, but he hasn't had his Instagram, like, throughout the years that he's been here. Right, so, right. I mean, not yeah. that I stalk him every day or anything. Not that you have a picture of him in your room or anything like that. Right. <laughs> Roman Reigns has a very high percentage of accuracy on social media to where like he's not always on social media but when he does you know come out with something it usually hits pretty hard oh my god his comments on Baron Corbin's post yes. are hilarious do I live for those he likes to throw <laughs> Braun Strowman too he's very good yes at it. <laughs> yes <laughs> um, okay so we get into this next match and this is what I was alluding to earlier uh, Pete Dunn versus Leon Ruff. So Pete Dunn is still on this thing where he's saying he's the baddest man in NXT, and he issues. I'm sorry, I already gave it away. He issues an open challenge, and who shows up to answer that open challenge? But a very pissed off Leon Ruff. Okay, uh, they had uh, what I thought was a very good match, very good showcase of Pete Dunn. Uh, Pete Dunn goes on to win this match in short order, but then again, you know, Leon Ruff getting protected uh, because. The, the announcer was saying how, you know, medically he might not be at 100%. He had that right. angle with uh, William Regal earlier. So there was a reason to it. And, you know, there's no shame in losing to Pete Dunne, who's, you know, no. seems to be getting groomed for a world title shot. He even said in his promo that he wants right. a shot at possibly the world title. So what did you think about this match, Issa? I love the promo. I thought that him coming out and say, I, I know why you pick. Like, he was mad, but he was like, I don't blame you because I wouldn't want to face me either. I, I always pop for those kind of promos. Uh Leon Rush, he came out of nowhere, like literally nowhere. And it was such a fun match to watch. Um, 
I really think that they're they're building up Pete Dunne for something, but I didn't feel like he was um, hurt because they, they, they like you said, they showed him earlier not being clear to wrestle. And then the commentators were really putting over the fact that he was not 100%. So at the same time, you wonder, wow, if you put this kind of match against Pete Dunne at not 100%, please let me see it at 100%. Because right. I, I was having a lot of fun watching that match. And um, some of the spots that he does... Like how he goes from once like the rope to the rope to the rope. Like he does it so fast and so smooth. Like like I was telling you, I'm watching it with my mom. Now my mom actually likes wrestling, but she only watches Raw or SmackDown. So it was fun to see her watch NXT. Oh, and yeah. she was probably the most impressed with him. So oh, just really? a fun fact. She really, really loved um loved watching him. She was like, How is he doing all of that? Is he a gymnast? Like she was so like she was like and she knows wrestling, so you know it was it was cute to see her get impressed by that because she said she's not used to that. So, oh, that's well, awesome. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I you're watching ask... Raw, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask what what her favorites were, but it's good to see Leon Ruff. Uh, one of them. Was there anybody else who stood out or a storyline that she seemed more engaged with than any of the others? Ah, uh, she loved the women. So of course, I mean, I mean, we were here popping for. Uh, my sister was watching, and she never watches, and she was of course popping for the fact that it was Gonzalez and Martinez, and you have a whole Spanish family watching two Spanish women kick ass. So um, everybody loved that. And, and she she liked Karrion Cross, so she actually did not like Hit Row, and that's when I had to kick her out of the room because I was like, "All right, we're done." Oh with man, it. wow! <laughs> oh, wow! You that, know what yeah, it is? So it's a language barrier because she could, she doesn't understand it. So if they're just talking, she can't get behind that because she doesn't right. understand what they're saying. So and there's also a lot of slang in that uh, segment. Right, well. right. I didn't expect her to understand it. I was like, she was like, "I don't like them. They talk too much." I was like, "I want to hear them talk for the next hour." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have uh, a Cesaro fan of the chat. Anthony Y for $1.99 says, Issa, don't get too excited for Roman. Go Cesaro. I, wow. I was just excited for my dog, Roman. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anthony Y. Jeez. <laughs> so uh, we get uh, from there into uh, the next match, which is actually Raquel Gonzalez uh, versus Mercedes Martinez for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, just as you mentioned earlier, Issa, just kind of in the middle of the show, uh, toward the top of the hour, they're having this match. It's just one kind of big time match after another on this show. Felt kind of like a mini takeover. Uh, I thought Raquel and Mercedes Martinez, they had the exact match I expected them to have, uh, and I loved it. I thought it was really good. I didn't, in my head, you know, I knew that on paper they could probably put on a pretty good match. I expected right. a lot of power moves. I got a lot of power moves, but I thought this match was very good at going back and forth and kind of convincing. Like, there were parts where I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, maybe Mercedes Martinez, you know, maybe this is yeah, right. threw her over with Dakota Kai or something like that, but... Uh, the finish came. Nothing happened with Dakota Kai. Uh, after Mercedes Martinez hits a fisherman suplex, uh, back comes Raquel Gonzalez. They tangle around for a little bit. And then Raquel Gonzalez hits her choke bomb finisher after a big boot and beats Mercedes Martinez quite clean. So what I loved about this, it was like a clash of the titans. And then the bigger, yes. stronger titans ended up kind of overtaking the other one at the end and more or less decisively winning this match. Yes, it was everything that I wanted to see and, and more probably from these two ladies like I knew and I was like this is the match that I'm gonna sit down and do the don't bother me like I was telling you do, <laughs> I, I was paying attention to the picture in picture I didn't want to miss a spot I was so proud to see these two Latin women kick ass so I'm here for their feud I absolutely love Raquel Gonzalez and I was a little bit sad to see Mercedes Martinez kind of lose because I like her too. So I didn't want them to run this so soon because I knew they weren't, they're not going to take the belt off Raquel. Right. So I kind of like wish they would have just kind of pushed that for later. So that way, but you can do that. They're both on top of the world right now in NXT and they put on an amazing match that I wouldn't mind them kind of running it again. You know, if, if it if needs to be, um, I don't think we're going to do anything with Dakota Kai quite yet. I don't, I, I don't see, I see them building the tension differently. I don't think it's coming anytime soon, but I, 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 I guess we'll see what happens. But the match was, I mean, what can I say? I felt the in-ring action tonight overall was just incredible from beginning to end. Every match is positive. You know what I mean? It has a positive vibe and feedback from me, but this was, my favorite, of course, I'm biased. I'm always here to for the women's division in NXT. It's so stacked and it's so incredible, and it's just a treat to watch. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. No, I, and I really like this uh, what they're doing with this uh, women's division. And they even said that I guess Frankie Monet is going to be debuting in a couple of weeks, so it's not like she's going to be hurting for challengers in terms of Raquel Gonzalez. Very interesting where they go from here because she beat uh, Mercedes Martinez clean, and uh, they've got a lot of these other feuds that are uh, under her. So you got like late uh, Zoe Stark is going to be feuding with Tony Storm, and they're going to be doing a couple of these things. Um, and- but you don't think that Io should get a run back right yeah. now because it's not like she's coming up and she had that interview i haven't watched in two weeks but i remember she had that interview where they kind of tease her and frankie monet like you know with the i'm a cat person i'm a dog person whatever um so if you're not gonna go to the main roster with eo which is what i assume was gonna happen i'm kind of glad they're not then they should run that feud again or what do you do with eo if she's staying in nxt Right, right. And that's the great point. She's just disappeared, essentially, ever since kind of calling out Raquel Gonzalez. So if she is going to have another match, even if they are planning on calling her up, at least get another decisive win out of Raquel Gonzalez. I think there's still a lot of interest in having a match, you know, again, and running it back, even if it's a stipulation. Remember, they did that last woman standing match with Rhea before they kind of like sent her out to the main roster, even though they didn't use her for months. Right. But they had, they gave Raquel that really definitive win. So maybe a rematch with EO will be something that they can run if, if they're planning on calling up EO. I don't know. It just feels like, I don't feel like the champion that you told me that EO was will be somebody that will sit back and say like, yeah, okay, I don't care about my title. At some point, she's got to come out and want her revenge. Absolutely. My opinion. Yeah, 100%. And that's on WWE for booking that way. See, like, by them not paying attention to EO at the moment, it does make it come across and like, okay, well, what's you waiting for? Is she uh, going to come out now after Kel Gonzalez's right. match? You kind of do have that uh, in your mind if she's just going to disappear out of nowhere after being the champion for a year. I mean, And I figured maybe they wouldn't do it tonight because it would be the exact same story they ran with the men with Finn Balor kind of like creeping up behind carrying cross so maybe they'll do right. it next week but i i felt like if if you're doing that for finn balor i thought that that eo was even somebody that will fight for her title back especially because she called out raquel gonzalez so she has to have that regret of of she got she got what she asked for and she it was a mistake so let me fix 100%. my mistake so i don't know i i would like to see them run that again and in the meantime i wouldn't mind this feud continuing a little bit longer but i become i became a very big fan of eo throughout her title ring and i just don't feel like it's fair to not see her at all like you have to do something with her whether it's the debut with frankie because i i thought that's where they were going and that's how you will kind of like swerve eo out of the title picture but I just don't see her as somebody that will settle for just dropping her title and be done with it like it was nothing. No, that's right. not the eel that we know, right? Exactly. It's not the top babyface they've had for the past year or so. And right. somebody is going to have to jump off the roof at NXT in your house. They can't just have that pay-per-view and have her not jump off the roof. So, right. <laughs> I really hope to see you sooner rather than later. They actually announced NXT in your house. I believe it's June 13th that they're going to be having that show, but yes. it's coming up next month, coming up very soon, NXT in your house. June 13th, yeah. Yes, June tw- okay, June 13th. Uh, so then we get uh, this very fun segment with uh, newest stable in NXT. Uh, they are, uh, so it's Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Ashanti the Adonis, AJ Francis, who is the guy that we saw last week, who, you know, not a lot of people knew, uh, but that, his name is Top Dollar now. And then Brandy, <laughs> who is B-Fab. Uh, they give us a little background. Brandy, who's B-Fab, she, I guess, used to tour with Juicy J, as she said. Uh, AJ yeah. Francis and Ashanti the Adonis both rapped. And AJ Francis has got bars. Let me tell you, like, go back and watch this. This is done very Max Caster-like, I know, but, and, you know, or John Cena, whatever you want to predict. But, you know, Hip hop when done right in wrestling is a lot of fun. And he kind of did that um, acapella type battle rap, King of the Dot type rap. And I thought it was really cool. Uh, you know, <laughs> sort of Scott goes in and says, we're about to get spooky tonight. Like this, this was so fun to watch because I, I don't know yes. if I'm being too specific here, but this struck me as like a group of black friends who just went into a suburban neighborhood just to make everybody uncomfortable. Like when my cousins would come over <laughs> when I was a kid, we would just yes. go to the mall and act a fool. Like, yeah, we're here now. We and that's what this struck me. Is I just loved watching this. I will say it had one too many slang words. It just like it was yeah. bar facts flex like almost one after another. Oh my god! Wait, he said I flex. Just loved it. I thought they were <laughs> so obnoxious, but in a good way. Uh, what did you think about this segment in the new group, the Hit Row, Isa? 
Oh my God, it was so funny because yesterday I was with my three nephews, one in their 20s, the other ones are 17 and 18, and the amount of slam words that I heard yesterday, <laughs> I heard them all in this promo today, and I was like, I know exactly what they're trying, what audience they're trying to attract. At the same time, I was the same way that you just said. I would get with my cousins and we would go everywhere and just try to annoy people like the weird Hispanic crew, you know? So it was, I really, really liked them. That promo was I, I thought it was incredible and I wanted to hear more from them and I didn't watch them last week right so I don't know I, I heard that they were around last week I didn't watch last week but this was my very first impression of them and I told you before we went on air they're possibly but I keep saying this my favorite thing in NXT like this is why NXT is fun to watch because there's so many different things happening that you can any I feel like anybody could enjoy it right like I will sit there, I will send my three nephews there and they will probably enjoy the crap out of that promo because it was fun. I thought it was a lot of fun and I can't wait to see what they do. And I'm always here for uh, women managers and I love her promo and the words that she said. And she said, the brains, I guess the deal done. And I was like, yes, honey, work. So <laughs> I, I, I'm here. I can't wait to see what they do. And thank you for the correction. It was actually uh, AJ's A&E is, I guess, uh there, you know, he, that's a, I guess his character's name, but he, he's the guy who appears on that eighty. Uh, what is it? The biography, not the biography, but the Hidden Treasure show that WWE right. does on eighty. So a lot of people know uh, AJ from that. Uh, but um, you know, last week they did appear, uh, especially at the top of the stage at the end of the match, but nothing was introduced. It was just, uh, oh, that's okay. AJ Francis, and they didn't explain who he was. And then he was joined by these guys, so this was like the formal introduction. And they look uh, good, not just the promo, just they look, they look cohesive, like their their style, their swag. I really, I like them. I like them. I want to see where they go, but I think, listen, we just lost a couple of good factions in NXT on this period era. There was a couple of factions that are, you know, that broke up. So let's start building some new ones. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was fun. And at the same time, it's like if it's it, they're there for a specific target audience, right? And that's the thing with NXT. There's something, there's a little something for everyone, depending on what you're looking for. They're there for me. I like them. Yeah, 100%. And I absolutely like this group, but I think they could, you know, grow on their own and connect with all kinds of people. And I just really hope that WWE and NXT lets, because Swerve Scott, I just know, is a just really smart, brilliant, creative guy. He has his own podcast that he does great with. And if they just let this group kind of run on its own, like what they do with the New Day and not have people come in and overscript it. You know, I saw a little bit of it where they had to add the slang words at the end of every sentence. Uh, but if they were just, they did have like a natural vibe to them, like they're hanging out. And I like this group for Swerve Scott because he does have that kind of rapper gimmick. And that's what rappers do. They have entourages. They have people who also rap in their crew. And I think this has a lot of promise if WWE doesn't get in its own way. This could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And like I said, first impressions are everything. And I thought that was that was very well done tonight. Uh, yeah. Can't wait to see them in the ring, though. But so far, so good. Yeah, they knocked it out of the park. Uh, we got some positive energy here. Uh, our guy, Jax Callens from 109 saying that sending my love and support. Welcome back, Issa. Thank you. What a great guy, Jax. And then Jax yeah. also followed up by saying he's, uh, is this the same one? No, he oh, says, this is no, for the show. I'm all for Hit Row and the way down the road. Oh, Hit yeah, Row oh, great. that would be Black good. Hit. Oh, my God. The contrast between those two. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, because it is kind of a suburban vibe with the way and the Hit Row. I mean, Aaron freaking uh, Candice and Johnny Gargano are from, like, Ohio. <laughs> like, yeah. you know <laughs> They should have uh, Indy Hartwell should fall in love with Swerve Scott and they say, I don't want you dating that point. <laughs> 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 Listen, I like that, Karana. That was good. <laughs> That's very good, Karana. Very good booking. I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of good booking, we get into another segment that I absolutely love. I know where uh, we're going. <laughs> Cameron Grimes is at an auction. This is one of those segments. You know where exactly where it's going, but they did this so well, where it's Cameron Grimes bidding on a home that he wants. Uh, the bidding just keeps going up, up. He bids $8 million, $9 million, $10 million. Finally, $20 million. Cameron Grimes finally taps out. And the new bidder of the home wins. And Cameron Grimes asks, who the hell would pay $20 million for a home? He should have known. <laughs> this was so well done. This had the oh camp that it needed. This, this is just great. What did you think about this second visa? This, this field is everything we need and more. I've been here for it. Like, oh, my God. And and, and I, can't, I can't help but to like Cameron Grimes more and more. But it was so funny because I texted um, Justin Labar a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, 
Cameron Grimes is fake rich, okay? He's fake rich, and he was like, stop, he's, you still enjoy him. And I'm like, yeah, but he's not really rich. And Ted DiBiase is here showing that, that he's fake rich, right? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm having so much fun. I love that there was so many good, like, serious feuds, right? You have amazing in-ring action, but at the same time, there were so many little segments that got me to laugh and chuckle, the Johnny Gargano one earlier, and then this one. <laughs> I Every time Cameron Grimes shows up on my screen, I have to laugh and stop and watch what ridiculous thing he's going to pull off next. Um, I was hoping he would win the house, though, but hey, maybe Ted DiBiase will let him come over. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I just, <laughs> I mean, that would be a great segment too if you just let him go in there and kind of yeah. tour around. <laughs> no, he'll rent in the house, right? Like, yeah, imagine right. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like what they're doing here. And I really do hope it leads to Ted DiBiase managing Cameron Grimes. Like, they can be enemies for a little bit, and then maybe Ted's got a guy or whatnot, but I really do hope they bring them together. And they get to be on screen together in front of crowds. I think this could be one really they fun. They have act. to. They have to because I feel like everybody's behind Cameron Grimes. And this field was like, we needed it. And everybody's behind it. So to see them together at some point in an arena, I will pop for that. Hopefully we'll be able to start going to arenas and seeing them live again soon, right? But yeah. they need to stay together and keep doing this until we're able to enjoy it live. A hundred percent. No, I, I absolutely love this. I like everything they've done with Ted DiBiase because, like, he's only had really quick parts where he comes in, he does a laugh, he says a line or two, so they're not overdoing it. And every time, no, no. And um, there was a picture that somebody tweeted, and they were like, "You can hear this picture," and it was just a still frame of of Ted DiBiase yeah. just laughing. And I'm like, "Yes, I can. I can hear it just from <laughs> looking at it." So good, so good. It was it was just funny because when Cameron Grimes got up, I was like, you know who bit like you know what's about to happen. <laughs> it's it's gold. It's 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 gold. And I'm glad that they're having more fun in NXT, right? Like I feel like um sometimes they try to pull off the comedic side in maybe Raw and SmackDown and it just comes off so forced. We're here. It just comes off so organically. Maybe it's the characters that don't yeah. feel forced. I can't pinpoint it, but I, I feel like this is natural and it's a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I've been watching AEW and I feel like AEW does a lot of the comedy things that don't feel forced. And, and this is this gives me that vibe. Right. 100%. Like organically funny, not I'm pushing this guy to be funny or I'm making Nia Jax fall all the time. Like, that's not funny. Yeah. This is funny. Exactly. It's funny in a way that actually is like comedy, like being done right. in, in, other than like sight gags and, exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, listen, we usually don't do this, but because they said, please, Antonio Phase 31, can you send greetings to the YouTube channel Los Panas Wrestling? I love the name Los Panas. Antonio, Los Panas, tú eres mi pana. You know, you know what that means. I know what that means. That means like buddies, you know, like both friends. So yes. I, I can get behind that. So greetings to your channel. That's good. I did, did, did take a quick look to make sure we didn't have another mic situation, uh, but it's a legit channel and it looks fun. Only because you said please, though. Uh, uh, Issa, do you want to promote your YouTube channel real quick uh, before we get to the next segment? Yeah, we I hit 10,000. I did a 10-hour stream. That's why I took a break, right? I went on vacation right after. <laughs> I was a long stream. It's, it's NYC Demon Diva. You can search it on, on YouTube and subscribe, you guys. I do reactions and I do pre-game pre-gaming stream so i go live before wrestling shows just to get the party started and get in the mood hell yeah nyc demon diva love it so we get into our next match this is kyle o'reilly versus oni lorkin so they have a very good technical match uh kyle o'reilly looks good i think oni's very underrated but he's only going to be used to a certain degree but he knows how to make people look good in matches and uh, a guy like kyle o'reilly who's already good i think those two just work very well together they had a good match, but the storyline coming out of this is uh, Bobby Fish made his uh, return to the ring uh, to come make the save for Kyle O'Reilly. And afterwards, they're kind of squaring off, unsure of each other. And Bobby Fish says he's got his own business to handle, and I'll see you when I see you when he gets out of the ring. I mean, Bobby Fish has never looked so badass. That was such a... I know! Like, there, there's so little with him, but in that little thing where he's just like, I'll see you when I see you, it kind of makes me, well, where are you going? Where was he? I want to see what he wants to do next. Yeah, same. I, I I loved it. And it was it, it, it felt like they teased like they might be together, they might not be together. So you know this is going somewhere in the future. Bobby Fish looked great. Like there was like I was like, oh my god, is that Bobby Fish? Like, yo, where's <laughs> where's all that coming from? He I thought he looked great. And I love the way that he handled it. It was like a mutual respect thing, mm -hmm. but at no time I felt like I'm here, like I don't I don't mess with you, you don't mess with me. Respect, 
but I'm gonna go and I want to see where they go. When when is the I'll see you when I'll see you? I need yeah. I need that to happen soon because I'm intrigued. Yeah, 100. There needs to be some kind of reckoning because we still didn't really get closure with the undisputed era. I, I mean, know. they did do Colorado <laughs> versus Adam Cole for that marathon match, but that's clearly something that's going to be continuing. And then you've got Roderick Strong, quote unquote, quit, and then Bobby Fish is now in the mix. So. I don't know if this is going to lead to like a fatal four-way between the four guys, but something needs to happen, whether it's a tag team or somebody chooses alliances. Uh, but there needs to be something, and I hope that's what they're building to, to finally yeah. just blow this off once and for all. But, you know, if you were to tell me that, you know, Bobby Fish came back, with all due respect to Bobby Fish, just, you know, the character he plays on TV without a tag team, like, who cares, right? But yeah. for him to come in and just kind of do what he did and, and get to cut that promo saying that, like, he's got some plans, I really like what they did here, and I'm very interested to see. Yeah, me too. I Like I said, I'm excited. I'm intrigued already. I want to see what they do with him. And what I hope is that we, if, if they're going in the direction of a fatal four-way between the Undisputed Era, era like do it, do it in NXT, don't wait on it. I know that we did end up getting our Shield triple threat, but I feel like they were waiting to make it so big that they just did it in like a B-class pay-per-view and it didn't right. feel the way that it should have. So at this point, I feel like if these guys are going to go at it, let's do it at an NXT where you know they'll give them all the time and we're going to get just a sick match. Uh, maybe that's the, I mean, you threw that out there and now I can't stop thinking about it. I would love to see a fatal four-way between right. them. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez back on the main roster. We wouldn't even get this. Fish would have either showed up on main event or it would have randomly returned and put somebody over it. So true, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? It's great because uh, even it's not like anybody was clamoring for Fish or something like that, but still NXT is doing right by their storyline. And in doing so, Fish is a bigger deal now. So you're absolutely right about exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. And this is why I keep saying if you're going to do the Fatal Four Way, do it while they're all still in NXT and let, let's, let's give it the justice that it deserves. Because if anything, the Undisputed Era wouldn't be Undisputed Era in the main roster, they're already broken up. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking like when Gargano and Champa broke up and we got those epic matches, like let's just like intertwine those storylines until we get to that fatal four-way. But while they're in NXT. That'd be a great way to book that. Yeah. And you intertwining yeah. matches where you can have all these combinations until it finally, you know, you could even do the tag team match and then somehow it goes left for all of them. Or there's a lot you can do in blowing off the undisputed era. So no, I like that idea. Yeah, because I think like um, Bobby Fish and Oh my God, did I just forget his name? Kyle Riley? No, 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 the one that quit. Roger Strong. Roger Strong, yeah. Roger Strong. I'm sorry. I just had a brain blank moment. But I feel like they should be mad at the fact that they made it all about um, the other two and they somehow they should unite and kind of like, listen, we can get there, but we need it. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I will, we'll get there however we need to get there, but we need a fatal four way between them. 100%. So we get to the main event. This is. <laughs> Uh, our Cruiserweight Championship main event, Kushida versus Santos Escobar. They have a very action-packed match. Not perfect. It has a, a, a couple of uh, missed spots uh, toward the end, but I really like this match. Two out of three falls, so um, Santos Escobar gets a pinfall early in the match, and what I really loved, I was kind of alluding to this earlier, is right before they go to picture-in-picture, they're getting ready to throw to picture-in-picture, uh, and then Vic Joseph just starts screaming, uh, no, 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 stop, truck, because Kushida gets Santos Escobar in a uh, uh, arm, you know, arm bar. Yeah. So it makes it seem a little more realistic to where they're throwing a commercial, but because yeah. of the spot, Vic Joseph, quote unquote, has to stop them and say, don't throw to commercial, something might happen. And something did happen. Santos Escobar tapped right before they were going to go to commercial. So yeah, I, really I love that. It felt very realistic. Like, wait, what's happening? Are we breaking the fourth wall? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it did feel that way. Um, I didn't like now that while we're talking about the first two falls, how immediate they happened. Like it was back to back. I, I didn't like that. I'd rather one happen and then one happen. You know what I mean? But yeah, I get it. They were in a little bit of a time restriction. And how can you not be with the amazing matches we got early on? I was like, when they announced them, I was like, wait, we're still getting this? Like I was like, because we had so many good matches tonight that I was like, you sure you want to do this tonight? Save it for next week. Like we're satisfied. <laughs> um, But yeah, I love that spot where they kind of like call production, like, well, call production and say hey don't go to commercial look what's going on right now yeah it's really really good and i would have been so pissed if that fall happened yeah and seriously <laughs> and no vic joseph he is so good vic joseph I, I we don't talk enough about him on this podcast but i think especially when it comes to big matches he really knows when to get excited to where it gets you excited because when he was doing that it's like oh he's not actually gonna tap here is he and then he did and yeah. vic joseph is just freaking out and he's really good 
at knowing when to uh, go high like that. I really like. Yeah, that. I'm a big fan of Wade Barrett as well. He's grown yeah. on commentary so much. The commentary, I don't have a complaint about it. They add to the matches. I don't have anything where I go like, oh my god, these guys need to shut up, or I'm yeah. gonna listen to it in Spanish because I actually do that with Raw sometimes, <laughs> where I just change so the language. <laughs> that's the that's that's the pros of being bilingual because the Spanish announce team is amazing, by the way. But anyway, it's like it's it, I don't have a problem with them, which is awesome, you know, and and. Yeah, I love that spot. I, I am a bigger fan of of uh, Wade Barrett than commentary, though. I, I pop for him. I've never been so jealous of somebody's ability to speak Spanish <laughs> than you being able to watch Raw on the Spanish commentary. <laughs> now, like, I'm halfway there. I took five years of Spanish in, in high school, into college. <laughs> and so I'm going to just learn the rest of it and, and so that I can watch Raw in Spanish. When I'm just Listen, I might have to start before. running. Uh, I'll start running a series on my YouTube of wrestling slang in Spanish. And then that way, as long as you know what the moves are called and everything, then you'll be able to understand it. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's a good way to learn. To be honest, like a lot of people learn uh, different languages just by watching the TV shows and stuff like that. I, I taught myself English uh, with music and movies. Right, right. Okay. Well, that, yeah. listen, I watch a lot of New Japan in the Japanese commentary before they had the English. And I learned, not that I know Japanese, but I know a right. lot more than I think the average person would know. Right. Because of wrestling, right? Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, Alfred Cunningham was going to learn Spanish. Okay, we need to finish this match, actually. I think we got to the first two falls. The third fall came toward the end of the night, and they did have an overrun to where it went past the 7 yeah. o'clock over here hour. And I was starting to think that, remember, they did this fatal four-way in NXT. It was like an Iron Man match, and they did an hour, and there was no finish because they ran out of time. I was yeah. fearful that that's where they were going with this one, Same. but they didn't. Uh, they kind of get into this really cool looking finishing sequence with a bunch of roll ups and near falls. And then finally, pretty much out of nowhere, Kushida hits like a Northern Lights bridge suplex and traps uh, Santos Escobar's arm uh, to where Santos Escobar took the three count and Kushida won this match, which I was actually very surprised about. What about you, Isa? Yeah, I was surprised by it. I am a very, very big fan of Santos Escobar. So I feel a little bit of a bittersweetness here where I'm like, if you're going to keep having him lose, then, then stop this feud and let Kushida move on to somebody else. But at the same time, they make magic happen in the ring. So when you're watching the matches, you feel selfish by saying, I don't want to see Santos lose. But when he loses, you're like, okay, but the match was good. So you know what I mean? But I don't want, I feel like we talked about this a million of times. Santos Escobar is a star. He looks like a million dollars, but losing to me and the old school wrestling fan where losing still matters and it still kind of like lowers your status a little bit but that was one of and somebody said alonso said in the chat it was a it was one of the best cruiserweight matches we've seen in a long time for the second time because their first match for it was also really really good Excellent. so it just feels like we're finally adding and any main event it. So making the cruiserweight title feel important again, because I remember the era where we, we were getting the best matches we were seeing in the cruiserweight division. And I remember when they announced they were bringing the cruiserweights back, I was excited for it. And then it just like felt like it went nowhere and it kind of like fell apart. So yeah. guess what? Now these guys are picking it up. I just don't want it to cause Santos Escobar, like his, aura of being like this badass you know like when he called out carrion cross remember like that right. guy was awesome but now you're lose not that losing to kushida is a bad thing but i do think that a wrestler that loses too many matches in a row does take away a little bit of the but of the aura of the winner of the badass look right but book the right way anybody can work their way back up especially in nxt um i love the match but if unless the title is going back to Santos Escobar, I think that, that this should be the end of that, and let's move on with something else, because Kushida's going to put on good matches, even with a broomstick. I'm convinced. Right. No, and I couldn't have said it better myself. That's exactly what I want for Santos Escobar, in that, I mean, I if I were to pick the world champion in NXT, it would be Santos Escobar, 100%. I mean, I sing his praises weekly on this podcast, and he always backs me up by having probably the best matches week in and week out. I know. And so He's I so hope, good. He's yeah. so good. I really hope that at the very least, like he either goes on to NXT in your house and wins the title, or um, if he, there's no plans for him to win that cruiserweight title, yeah, I want to see him move up to bigger and better things. Maybe he can move up to the North American title. Maybe yeah, he can oh, with that. Um, I mean, I think they're both kind of like running the same shtick with their factions, this and that. But I just want, yeah, I want to see him. Or you can have a really significant one-on-one -on -one feud with somebody, you know, just to kind of like build him back up. 
But listen, I just want to say thank you because those matches that him and Kushida have put on have been incredible. And tonight, that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Santos versus Johnny Gargano. Yeah, take my money. Yeah, 100%. And, and if it's going to be Santos and Kushida on pay-per-view, like for selfish reasons, I just want to see because they would probably get a lot more time. They'd probably be able to do a lot more in this third ball-off match. So what, but um, what would you give them? What, what stipulation? Because we just did a two out of three fall. Exactly, yeah. I don't see I don't see why, how they could go back to that after Kushida just basically won back-to-back matches. Maybe they – I mean, Iron Man? I don't know why he would agree. Yeah, well, maybe uh, – like I would think a, a match where there's like less rules or something like that in terms of – where you can get outside interference. Right. But I don't okay, okay. How I don't see how they would justify having a third match unless maybe Santos put his career on the line said I'm leaving or I'll never be able to challenge for the Cruiserweight title. They might do another thing. Where he no. could say I'll never be able to challenge again for the Cruiserweight Championship. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want him near Kushida unless he's winning. And then sure. that way maybe you can keep running it because Kushida could try to come back and get it right, but I just, I just love their matches, but it's just when you book yourself into that corner with, where both guys need the win, you just feel yeah. guilty. But it's hard to feel guilty with the match that we got. It's like, are you going to really be mad that he lost that level of, of match? No. But you're going to sit down and remember a couple of weeks from now, damn, he hasn't won a match in how long? Right. And that does hurt you. It definitely does, 100%. Now, I, I, there was a segment before uh, with Johnny Gargano. You brought up Johnny Gargano. It reminded me that they did have a segment where they took out Bronson Reed. Uh, him and Austin Theory, I guess, beat him up. So they're building toward a Johnny Gargano-Austin or a Bronson Reed match for the NXT North American title. And they're fighting next week as well, right? I believe that's going to be next week. I think they announced that for next I week. I am here for NXT booking ti- good title matches yeah. every week. Like, it just makes you want to grab snacks and sit down because, you know, you're in for a good show. Tonight, overall, that show was just, like I said in the beginning, it just, they just, like, put their foot on the gas and never let go. There was no, let's take a break. There was no bathroom match. There was none of that. Like, it was a perfect show. Yeah, 100%. It's going to be inside a steel cage as well. Yes. Be pretty fun. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, you know, the steel cage is is one of the dumbest gimmicks, right? I know, especially <laughs> what WWE has done to it. Like, you have the way, so obviously we're yeah. gonna get outside interference. But the allure of the steel cage is that nobody can get inside. But we will oh see at least two members. Oh, people are getting inside hell in ourselves now. Like yeah. they just need to reset these cages and just like, I don't know how you do it. Like you gotta like like throw down like some steel walls or something because like yeah. how do you I need I need a couple of really good steel cage matches to bring back that aura so when they said it's a steel cage match you you go like ooh instead of going yeah okay you know yeah, in some territories they would just put barbed wire at the top of the steel cage I think they've had a couple matches like that in WWE where they just have a bunch of barbed wire on the top of the steel so that the idea but is it's nobody it's would Bar- barbed wire. <laughs> oh, don't say that word with some of these AO- AEW I, Listen, I love that match. I hate that every time it gets brought up, people just talk about the ending where freaking Omega yeah. and Moxley literally killed each other in there. I, I I hate that that's what people want to talk about because I actually, I thought the match was epic. Oh, yeah, and that's what I said. It really is kind of unfair. It is the way life works. It's one of those life's not fair moments yeah. to where that match, I mean, and I had people over to watch that. We had such a great time watching that match. Yeah. 95% of that match, I was ready to just start declaring all kinds of best match I've seen all year and all this <laughs> stuff. And the second that went off, that's like really all people are going to remember, and it's always going to be tied hand in hand, which is unfortunate. You know, when I did um, my reactions for my channel, I split them and I did the reaction to the finish, but then the reaction to the match, because up to the finish, I was mind blown by what they were doing. So I know we just completely went off topic, but it was like, I it, they always say people remember the finish and it's true. It's yeah. true. You can have a good pay-per-view and if the finish is trash, that's all everybody's going to talk about. Yeah, we saw some of that for Blood and Guts, where you know, with oh Jericho. God, I haven't off, seen it yet. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, and now I got on Twitter, and now I have so many mixed feelings because of course, like once something gets spoiled for me, I don't go back and watch it. Eventually, sitting on my DVR to watch, but I, I, I was like, come on, like I kept seeing these pictures of all of them with crimson masks, and I'm like, okay, yeah. that looks like Blood and Guts, right? Yeah. And people are just like talking about the spot because it didn't look right. Like he still took a big bump. Like let it go, let it go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, rewatch Blood and Guts. It's worth a rewatch. I think okay. that match is going to age quite well, to be honest. I don't think this is as big of a deal, and I think that match is I'm good very, enough. Very, very invested into that feud in both factions, so I'm excited to go back and watch it. I just wish I would have not 
seeing what I sing, right? Because you go, I don't like going into it with like a weird yeah. other and it's going to suck. I want to watch it with a fresh mind. Yeah, I'm the same way about turning off social media if I don't want it. And then when I do get spoiled, you've got some of it in your mind already and knowing what's going to happen. But yeah. that's when you know sometimes when you're when there's a great match, like sometimes oh, this happened with Shingo and Will Ospreay, which people were raving about. I'd already heard so much about it. I already knew what happened. And midway through the match, I'm watching the match. Like, even though I know the finish, yeah. I'm fooled into thinking that something else could happen. So they, they okay. were able to suck me in toward the middle to end there. Uh, but yeah. fun, so what are your final thoughts about NXT before you get off the air here? Awesome show. Awesome show. Solid booking. I, I loved everything about it. And we didn't even see everybody because it was so stacked. So I'm looking forward to seeing different faces next week. I enjoyed it from start to finish. I give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, 100. Oh, yeah, 7.5 <laughs> 7. out of 10, around that same. But I, I really uh, enjoyed the show. I thought, uh, you know, again, there's always things that people could nitpick about and stuff like that. But I thought as a show, this is so great. I thought even when there was something like Kyle O'Reilly versus Oni Lorcan, which on paper, you know, I thought, okay, I know what's going to happen here. They That even had a, kind of like a plot twist that it got me into it. So I really yeah, it. yeah, it went somewhere with it. And it was it was awesome. I think I think the only thing that I would like criticize, and this is a good criticism to have, is like they booked too many good matches. So I felt a lot of the work time restrained where I wish they would have given that Cruiserweight title more time. I wish they would have given, maybe not so much, but I thought the women deserved more time. Um, there's just uh, that you're booking so many good matches that it's just like there was it was a non-stop show and yeah. I told you I was even paying attention to the picture in picture which is hard to get me to do because I usually yeah. hate picture in picture um, it was awesome it was awesome I hope we get this good of show next week and I think we're gonna they already announced two title two title yeah. um, shots we're gonna get uh, hopefully Hit Row is gonna do something else I'm, I'm intrigued about that I'm intrigued about Bobby Fish I I Maybe I'm just extra positive tonight because I'm on a two-week hiatus from yeah. wrestling, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it was a very fun show to watch. I actually now can't wait until next week. Now, of course, you're yeah. reminded all the great stuff that's going to happen. So we're going to have a fun show next week. Uh, until then, where can people find you, Isa? At NYC Demon Diva on YouTube and Instagram. And same handle, but a one instead of an I on Twitter because I'm still fighting. Oh, okay. You make infringement. It's such a crime. I, I hate know. people do it. Uh, <laughs> follow me on Twitter at this is nasty and uh, pro wrestling bits on YouTube. Thank you, everybody. We will see you all next week.